Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today we've got a crazy story of an entitled family that refuses to pay for something that they blatantly broke. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, parents allowed their young child to play an adult game, then complained because the game was too inappropriate for her. My 26-year-old female, best friend, Naya's 28-year-old female, older sister Skylar, 30-year-old female, has two kids with her husband Cole, Jay, 5-year-old male, and Leah, 12-year-old female. Naya and I have known each other for 12 years, since freshman year in high school, and are extremely close, but we're on completely different work schedules, with her working Monday to Friday and me working Friday to Tuesday. Because Naya has weekends off and I don't, we rarely ever get to hang out, but when we do, I always request PTO so we can, since Naya's job doesn't offer PTO and her paychecks are already immensely small as it is. At the end of April, Naya and I planned a sleepover at her house, so I requested my PTO a month in advance. It's only supposed to be two weeks notice, but if I know sooner than two weeks, a heads up with extra time to spare is always nice. Now, for some extra context, Naya's house is not Skylar and Cole's house too. They have their own place but come to visit Naya frequently. Now, on to the main part of the story. Skylar and Cole were over for a visit at Naya's place when I arrived, and that night, we all decided to play Cards Against Humanity. When Skylar and Cole allowed Leah to play too, I thought Leah had already played the game and knew about all the inappropriate answers and questions. Boy, was I wrong. Cole was the first one to draw a question card. I think it was something like, why can't I sleep at night? Can't quite remember, but it wasn't an inappropriate question. We all picked our answers, mine and Naya's answers, inappropriate. All I had were cards with inappropriate answers for clarification. When Cole read our answers, he told Naya and I, know your audience, don't pick inappropriate cards. I explained to him that A, all I have are inappropriate answers and B, it's an adult game. Cole told me to actually switch out my entire deck for a new one if every card I had is inappropriate, but I couldn't look at the cards I was drawing so there was no avoiding getting more inappropriate cards. Not to mention Leah's 12 years old, she's been in school for at least 6 years, I doubt she hasn't already heard about half the inappropriate stuff mentioned in the game, and it was Skylar's and Cole's choice to let her play. It really put a damper on the game and after an hour, Naya and I were done. If you're going to allow your child to play an adult game, don't complain because it's too inappropriate for them. That's like taking your child to a strip club and then demanding that the strippers cover up because your child is there and it's inappropriate for you to be barely dressed around my child. Yeah, this is definitely just a lose-lose situation. You have to play a game that is clearly meant for adults and is clearly inappropriate with a 12-year-old, and then you're also being told, hey, don't play that inappropriately. Well, how are you supposed to play it? They literally, like, go out of their way to make sure you put inappropriate stuff there. There's kid-friendly versions of Cards Against Humanity. They don't have to settle with the adult version. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? 
That said, our next story is, my Karen of a neighbor says she's entitled to my yard while I'm away. I'm 27 year old female and I live in a rather nice neighborhood near the middle. My neighbor who we'll call entitled mother for entitled mother has a large dog and a rather destructive son who we'll call entitled kid. I have a pretty good financial situation and I live alone because the house was passed down to me in the will. It's a pretty big yard compared to Karen's yard which is almost half the size. I have no gate for the yard leaving it open for any pets or animals to come right in. I work from 7am to 5pm so I'm gone for a long while during the day. Karen is the type to do a lot of gardening so she doesn't like entitled kid in the yard with all the tools. One day she asked me if I would allow her son to play in my yard while I was at work. It couldn't cause any harm could it? I accepted but I did tell her that her son would have to be gone by the time I was back. And all went well until I got my first cat. Keep in mind, Entitled Kid would always bring the dog over with him to play. I named my new ginger cat, well, Ginger. Ginger loved to bask out in the sun with the Entitled Kid and dog. Until one day I found out that she wasn't outside. In fact, she was inside with a bite mark. I rushed her to the vet immediately where she was treated and wore some sort of bandage wrap around her waist for the next week or so. I checked the cameras, only to see Entitled Kid trying to move Ginger out of her general spot so that he could sit there, and she swiped at him, scaring him off. It seems that Entitled Kid's dog did not take kindly to this, and the mark was not a bite mark, but a swipe from the dog. I presented this info with Karen, who denied it and said, He's just a kid and Ginny is fine. I reminded her that it was Ginger, and then told her that neither her son or dog were allowed on my property again. She threw an absolute tantrum and told me that they should be entitled to the yard while I was away because, after all, you can't just let it go to waste. I then reassured her of my decision to where she said word for word, ma'am, you need to leave. I'm so confused. I'm considering my options and I think small claims court is a bit too much for this. What am I supposed to do? I mean, if you really want your money back, then small claims court is not ridiculous by any stretch of the imagination. You might feel petty for doing it. I would think at the very least you just put your foot down and say the kid's no longer allowed over. I mean, you probably shouldn't have even opened yourself up to the liability to begin with. Our next story is, Mother screams at me for not going to school anymore. This story will be nothing unusual for anyone working in education, as I was told. I tutored most of my high school years, 10th to 12th grade for me. In our school system, kids from ages 11 to 18 plus go to the same school, which is how kids in lower grades got tutors. There were also larger classes by teachers after class hours or during longer breaks. One-on-one tutoring was provided as an option to, well, get cheap solo tutoring for kids and for the seniors to make some money. I tutored multiple kids in math due to me being a teen who really liked having some money while also being good at math. Most of the time this wasn't an issue. I only ever was in contact with the parents for discussing how their child was doing and for payment. The kids were as cool as 12 to 13 year olds could be until I got this one little girl in 6th grade assigned to me. She was good at math, just not exceptional. Had a rough start in math particularly, but quickly got to a solid upper average territory. I often wondered why she was assigned a tutor in the first place. I was to find that out when I met her mother. The first time I spoke to her, she questioned me about my whole life and plans. Fine, 
I've got nothing to hide. The next call was interesting to say the least. She called me to rant about the kid's former tutor, a guy I actually knew, on how bad of a job he was doing, how the kid wasn't able to solve any of the mock exams correctly, and that they want to change me ASAP because he's too incompetent. Harsh to say that about a 16 year old you pay 10 euros an hour, but good enough. The tutoring went well after that, she actually didn't need a lot of help. A few times, her mom drove me home, which was neat but the entire car ride was spent with her ranting about how bad her daughter was doing, how she didn't use any of the supplies they gave her, how they didn't know how to deal with this anymore, how the school wasn't helping her and so on, all while the kid was in the same car. During these car rides, she started pressuring me into putting more hours, tutoring her in more subjects, and it didn't stop there. Whenever an exam was approaching, she would text me non-stop, pressuring me into giving up hours on weekends to practice with her daughter and cancelling my own plans to accommodate her and her schedule. Let's be clear, I was 17 or 18 preparing for my own final exams at the time. You would also guess it's common knowledge teens might have plans on weekends, but none of my, admittedly not very stern, protest was enough for her to stop. And I started to give in every time because I couldn't deal with the constant pressure of her guilting me into all these hours. She would always tell me how reliant they were on my help. Seriously, lady? Your daughter is in sixth grade and I spend weekends, weeks even, watching her just draw circles. You don't need a tutor to show your child how to draw a circle. Anyhow, it didn't stop there. As my finals were approaching, I didn't return to school after spring break. The time after spring break is full of final exams and we're meant to prepare for that. Her daughter knew this because I told them numerous times I wouldn't be back then and I advised them to seek other students who would take over for me. Apparently they didn't because the daughter asked me Sunday, the last day of the break, how we were supposed to continue with me being out of school. Thanks to a certain global event, online lessons are a thing now. And she was fine with that suggestion, so I told her mother about our new arrangement. What followed was a two-minute voicemail, later a call, where I was berated and screamed at with her crying, You never told us you were leaving after spring break! This was the only reason why we chose you, because you would be able to stay on until summer! And, she isn't going to make it without you, you have deceived us, she will not make the year now! Basic bull that I've been listening to for about half a year at this point. For the first time ever, I told her she was overstepping. I wouldn't let anyone, including her, talk to me this way. Out of courtesy, I agreed to tutor her for the next week as well, for the sole reason I felt sorry for the kid who dealt with this on a daily basis. Of course, she then backpedaled, telling me I misunderstood everything and they never pressured me about her grades. I couldn't bring myself to explain to a woman twice my age that one, sending someone a voice message crying, screaming, and guilt tripping them is indeed pressure. Two, she did pressure me every time the kid brought in bad results. And three, never respected me or my time in any way. I actually went to the school with this and showed them all of our messages. The school was so appalled at this that they banned her from the tutoring service completely as the other guy who tutored her before also stepped forward with the messages he received, which were of a similar nature. To my request, ha, huh, 
She is spamming him, pleading to tutor her child again to this day. I, on the other hand, wonder to this day how my being out of school was any inconvenience at all. Before she screamed at me, her daughter and I rearranged our plans into me just driving to the school twice a week. I never told her I wouldn't be tutoring her kid anymore. Me not being in school anymore was just a small talk fun fact I gave her. Logic suffered a lot that day. That's kind of hilarious that apparently the whole time it wasn't even going to be an issue like this lady just generated it into an issue. Just goes to show how reactionary they are. Immediately jumping to assumptions like that? Honestly, I think OP should be grateful that they gave them such a huge out like that. Our next story is, this is a family locker room for families. To recap, I was placed in possession of a pair of kids, 8-year-old female and 5-year-old male, on turbo short notice over the weekend. On Friday, as soon as the parents left, pandemonium reigned, and I knew I needed to get the energy out of the kids or I'd be dead by Sunday. So I had them collect bathing suits and we all went to my gym, which has a guest policy and a pool. Got the kids signed in as my guests for the evening, and asked a bit uncomfortably what the correct thing to do would be, given that I was in charge of a boy and a girl. The girl at the front desk laughed a little at me and said the family locker rooms were down the same hallway as the women's locker rooms. It felt very, very odd walking down the forbidden hallway, but true to her word, there was two big doors, one that said families and one that said women. The boy kid really wanted to wander into the women's locker room, which got vetoed almost immediately. We get in there, and there's stalls inside for changing. Basically a closet with a changing room door on it. Me being hyper aware that anything going even slightly wrong in relation to someone else's unclothed child is a very, very bad place for misunderstandings, decided that we'd take turns. The girl would go first, change into her suit, and then come hang with me while her brother did the same. And then when it was my turn, I best be seeing two pairs of ankles under the door the whole time or someone's getting left in the locker room hung by their bathing suit. Happily enough, nothing went wrong, on an hour end anyway. Unfortunately, while the girl was changing, a mom and her son came into the family locker room and looked confused. Why are you and your son just standing there, she said. Oh, I'm just watching the kids and his sisters changing. They're not my children. I figured this was the safest for everyone. Thinking to myself, oh god no, please, it's Friday. She rears back in shock, raises her voice. They're not your children? I said nope, I just borrowed them so their mom could get some alone time with dad. At this point the little dude is hiding behind me and the clothing rustling from the little girl has stopped. Ma'am, I'm just trying to get them changed and into the pool. I can't take a little girl into the men's locker room, I said, thinking not precisely comfortable in there. I can't imagine it would go well with a little girl. This is a family locker room for fam- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Emily's, not for babysitters. And who thought you were mature enough to watch two kids on their own? I'm getting you removed, she said, and then yanks her child out behind her to go yell at someone at the front desk. The boy tugged in my pants and looked up at me. I think that lady is crazy. I looked down at the little dude and nodded, but made a shush sound and told the girl to get changed pronto. The woman didn't come back in and the kids didn't wander off while I was getting changed. We had a great time in the pool, and I didn't see the kid or his mom while we were in the pool or after. Don't know what happened. There was a different desk attendant when we left. Well, hopefully this lady just walked right out of there, I don't know. Maybe they went back to the desk attendant, lost their lid, and then maybe did them a favor saying, I'm never bringing me and my family back here ever again. One could dream. This next story is, my father is suing me for rights to my child. So, for some background, I'm the eldest child, one of three, for my father. I have more siblings from my mother and by her marriage, but for my father, I was the eldest child and the only daughter. And I've always hated it. He used to push and push for more and more until I burn out, and he said in his own words, giving up on me in 11th grade or so. At this point, there was constant BS. Constant, it's all in your head, or I never said that. Or, that's not how I intended that at all and why are you twisting my words to make me look like the villain? Literally on freaking repeat, this man says this BS. I used to care. Keyword, used to. Now, I'm annoyed. Every time he tells me how I've not measured up to his expectations of worth, and how i failed as a mother, I get more and more pissed off. Like, I already dislike you, don't need to really seal the deal. Like this is the same man, when I was mourning the two babies I have lost, who told me, maybe this is God's way of punishing you for not being a good enough mother, as someone who doesn't even freaking believe in God, to someone who does. And he still had the freaking nerve when confronted to say the same BS lines about that sentence as well. Oh well, I never said or intended it that way. Freaking lies. I'm tired of it, jerk. So I went no contact. That didn't end well. I now have a second court date in June for this jerk's BS. I have to take time off of work that I need to make money for my child because of your stuff? Now I'm more annoyed. And no, I can't get any other family to get him to back off. 
They're just as freaking crazy and support his delusion that they automatically have rights to my child because he's the family's grandson slash great-grandson. I literally disown them all because I'm 100% the fact that they will go behind my back if I say not to do something and will do it anyway. And yes, that includes allowing him contact with my son, but he doesn't know. I have time date stamped video of him that'll prove him ignoring a court order after a DUI. I mean, within the last three years too. Like, you really wanted to come and take my child thinking I wouldn't have evidence ready? Like, I'll not prove not only are you unsafe in general, but I've got every single text since the history of forever. Guess your abuse not to delete my text messages so you could go through them really paid off, now didn't it? But I mean, if you had actually paid attention, maybe someone else would be soon sitting in that cell instead of you. He blamed me for being groomed and told me that that could never happen, but you screwed up. I'm fixing it all. If you see this, remember how you screamed in my face, why can't you just be normal? Guess who found out she's autistic? So screw you. I am normal. Your pushing, cough, cough, abuse, cough, me was never going to help. Because you were wrong about what I am. Always have been. And I promise I will always be a better parent than you because I know exactly what I don't want to be. And all your messages about regretting my decision? You better hope I don't find out where you're buried. Because I've been planning for the past year all the ways to pee on your gravestone. And it won't be just a one-time thing. Well, this guy definitely cemented that he won't be forgotten when he's gone. Definitely won't be a good reminder. In the history of humanity, they're definitely going to be on the lowest rung. Our next story is, you want my dog? Well, I think it's fairly safe to assume I've lost a couple of friends over this, but it wasn't me what did it. This weekend, a friend of mine asked me to keep an eye on her two kids while she and her hubby went away for the weekend for some couple time. Her mother was initially going to watch the kids but fell through on short notice. She called me at 3pm on Friday to come over in 3 hours and my friend knew I probably wasn't doing anything which was both hurtful and accurate. I said sure. She's got two kids, a girl who's 8 and a boy who's 5. They're good kids for the most part. The boy has a little bit of a snitching problem and the girl has a sharing problem but it's two days. So I show up Friday after work while my friend gives me the rundown, and her husband tells the kids he'll beat them with their sibling if they're bad. The kids were unimpressed. The parents leave and it's just me and the kids in the house, and it's immediate pandemonium. The brother snitches on his sister for taking an extra cookie. The sister cries to me that her brother touched her switch, and I make the executive decision that they've got too much energy and if they're tuckered out they'll hopefully chill. So I ask the kids to track down bathing suits because we're going to my gym which has a pool and a guest policy. I did let mom know what we were up to before we left and asked if it was okay if I brought my dog over. He doesn't shed and is house trained. She said that was fine. Operation Pool was a great success, though the locker room got a bit dicey, that's a whole other story. Once everyone was appropriately tired, including me, we made a pit stop on the way back to their house to grab my pooch. He's extremely well behaved and loves kids and both kids were immediately all about the Dexter and the Dexter was all about the kids. Ground rules, no pulling on his fur and he goes where he wants. Kids kind of struggle with the notion that a dog is not a toy. I obviously kept him out of places where he wasn't supposed to go but I'm a grown up. 
allegedly. Miraculously, after the swim and chasing the dog around the house left the kids too pooped to pop, and both fell asleep watching a Disney film on the TV. After the movie, I woke the kids up to trot off to bed and didn't make them brush their teeth. For the record, the son did indeed yeet me under a bus when mommy called in the morning. I told the kiddos that if they left their doors open, Dexter might sneak in and give them cuddles. I increased the likelihood of this by sleeping on the couch and not leaving him a spot. He expressed his displeasure with me by flouncing off and going into the boys' room to sleep. Great success. Saturday, we went for a hike in the morning, had a nap, and then played ball with the dog and generally had a pretty chill day. Diffused the sharing issue by explaining to the girl that the pup has feelings and wants, just like any person, and she can't control him that way. She appeared thoughtful and then immediately started yelling at her brother for hogging the dog again. At least she wasn't mad at the dog. I successfully heated up the casserole mom had left me for dinner, following her carefully laid out instructions, admonished the kids to not give him people food and was soundly ignored. I did draw the line at a couple of morsels from each kid and put my foot down. More than that and he's gonna get the runs and nobody wants that. That night, I made sure Sis got a turn by again hogging the couch and also closing the boy's door since he got a turn already. The girl was smug. The boy made me call his mom. Mom wasn't happy that my dog was in her kids' beds. I reminded her that he doesn't shed and can't smell worse than the kids and her daughter might burn the house down with us inside if she doesn't get a turn. Mom accepted defeat. Saturday night was again relatively peaceful, though toothbrushing did happen. Early Sunday morning I got woken up by having my dog step on my family jewels, which is a thing he's really good at and he was mad at me for not leaving any room. I made room. Apparently the girl tried to do something he didn't like, and he noped out of there. She wasn't happy about that, but was appeased by my pain enough to go back to bed. This morning was relatively chill, some more playing with the dog and some team tug of war, and mom and dad got back around lunchtime and thanked me for keeping their kids in one piece. The kids said bye to the pup and there were tears and I loaded myself and my dog up and went back home to enjoy the relative peace and quiet. Yeah, I wish it ended there. Maybe an hour after we got home, I get a phone call from a very frazzled sounding mom with kids crying in the background. She says that they need my dog now. I'm sorry, what? You don't need a dog? You need my dog? Like, I don't need to come back and visit soon? You just want him? Well, the kids got so attached and they won't stop crying about missing the dog and her and her husband don't have time for two kids and a puppy and more guilt-inducing word vomit that was having precisely zero effect on me. abso fluffing lutely not. Click. Still getting texts about being reasonable and you have time to train a new dog. 48 hours of free babysitting isn't enough? You want my dog too? Not in this lifetime. Updating clarification. The parents offered to pay me for my time over the weekend, but the rate for two full days of childcare was kind of a lot and they don't have a lot of disposable income. It was an emergency and I had nothing better to do with my time. Told them not to sweat it. My pup is chipped and is still sleeping off his big weekend, but he's going nowhere solo and I do have cameras up. I also texted my friend's husband asking him what the freak happened and why does his wife want my dog this morning? 
He replied back with a lot of question marks, genuinely hoping sanity breaks out and we can move past this, but ain't nobody is pupnapping my dog. I love that OP's getting texts about being reasonable and you have time to train a new dog. Like clearly, I think these kids are getting some kind of bad behaviors and mindsets from their mom. You know, the girl likes saying, you gotta share the dog more. That mindset might be inspired by the mom treating these dogs as just like assets. Come on, you can just get a new one. The supply chain is great for dogs, don't worry about it. Our next story is, my entitled family refuses to pay for the laptop that they broke. This story consists of six characters, entitled boy, nice girl, entitled stepmom, mom, and dad. I'm 22 year old male and I'm currently working out a financial situation and renting a house along with some roommates. My roommates, Sarah and Johnny, will be on a camping trip all week. So when Entitled Stepmom decided to request a family gathering at the rented house, they hesitantly accepted. Saturday evening, Entitled Stepmom, Nice Girl and Entitled Boy, Mom and Dad and some aunts and uncles come in. Entitled Boy and Nice Girl were my Entitled Stepmother's children, and they were twins, both around seven. A while back, my parents had divorced and my dad decided to date that lady who we still have to call our mother even though she's not. I have one MacBook that I use for all my schoolwork and I keep that safe on my desk upstairs. As soon as the entitled boy and nice girl come in, they begin to explore the house and I tell them to go anywhere except upstairs. After a while, we all begin having dinner, assuming that the twins were playing with the toys they brought. Wrong. About 10 minutes into the dinner, we hear footsteps running up the stairs, followed with a loud shriek from nice girl. Entitled boy, no, don't go up there. Next from the entitled boy, you're not the boss of me. All of a sudden, we hear a crash, a shout, and nice girl begins to cry loudly. I ran upstairs to see what had happened, while entitled stepmother stayed put as if she didn't hear all the shouting and crying from her kids. Here's what had happened. Nice girl had attempted to prevent Entitled Boy from going upstairs, but then he pushed her into the desk, where she hit her shoulder and knocked it over, causing her to cry. Nice girl was fine, but just said that her brother would do that. The worst part was that the MacBook had fallen into the corner of the desk, pinned against the nightstand, and crushed when she had fallen. I brought the laptop downstairs and confronted my Entitled Stepmother, who denied it saying, Oh, you... You planned this all, so we had to buy you a new one. How dare you? I tried to reason with her, but she insisted that since it was my house, it was my duty to control the kids. Slowly, my family began to side with her, just because of the following reasons. They're just kids. It wasn't their fault. You're a grown man. Get a new one and stop whining. What do I do? If this ever gets read on YouTube or something, I need advice. If the laptop is valuable enough, maybe you should take a page out of some of the earlier posts I read where they mentioned small claims court. I mean, I guess the burden of proof is proving that the kids themselves destroyed this laptop, but maybe like even if you just printed out some forms or said you've retained a lawyer or something and just like mentioned you're thinking of doing this, maybe they would be willing to pay for a new one? Sounds to me though, if you tried to do that, you're gonna get a whole beatdown from the entire family, so best of luck. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled Parent story, check out that video on the left. 
Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.